When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, gonna, uh, gonna need a couple extra Surleys <laughs> to cope with what's happening. And and I say happening, not happened, because this is a rare early start time on Ventline. You cracking your first I'm, one there? I'm cracking my, my take five from Surly right here. I need, I need to take five and then some, I think, after still watching. Five, five days. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Vikings don't don't get to take five days. No, they, they don't. They play in four days. Um, this is the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, and this might be the biggest therapy session in recent Vikings history here, uh, following what is likely to be, well, they're going to lose. It's just a matter of what the margins are going to be. But uh, one of the biggest reality checks you could ever imagine. We're going to get Judd in here. He's actually uh, in the stadium right now in the press box. It's still bustling. So Judd will come on here at some point and give his thoughts from the scene of the crime. Uh, but the show is presented by our friends at Surly, as Declan mentioned, and by TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, I'm Phil Mackey, by the way. That's Declan, our executive producer. Like I said, we'll get Judd on the show. If you'd like to get on the show yourself, you can send a request to vikingsventline at gmail.com. Vikingsventline at gmail.com. We'll try to get to as many people as possible within, I don't know, 90 minutes or two hours, however long we're going to be providing therapy for people. Just keep it clean. That's really our only rule. Don't swear. Don't do anything too derogatory. Keep it clean so we don't get fired. Um, So for the national audience, and I would be in that group because I don't currently live in Minnesota, um, CBS halfway through the third quarter basically came on. So JB came on back in the studio and basically said uh, he didn't directly apologize for the Vikings performance, but he said, hey, uh, we know that most of you guys have the national game, Vikings and Cowboys. Uh, we're sorry about how non-competitive it's been. We'd like to get you a more competitive game. And I think the only other option was for them to go to Steelers-Bengals, which is a close game in the third quarter. Halfway through the third quarter, CBS bailed on its nationally televised featured game oh because God. it was such an ass-kicking I don't know that I've ever, like, they'll bail sometimes in the fourth quarter. Have you ever seen a game in that 3 o'clock window bailed on in the 
third quarter before? No, I haven't. And to be honest, this is where one of I, I have a really good friend used to work at CBS Sports for a long time in this exact type of slot. And I would love to ask him, what is the decision making and not even like the panic level of, well, we have sent this game out to 99% of the country and we are bailing 55% into this game. It's done. It's gone. And by the way, it is Nick Mullins time now in the Vikings game for those. Uh, if you're still watching this at home, I'm seeing my Twitter feed that's exploding that indeed Nick Mullins is coming into the game. Okay. Uh, but, 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 but CBS sports didn't want to even give us the Nick Mullins time uh, of the featured game. So, I mean, what are you going to do there? So it's, it's currently 40 to three. So right now this is bonkers. I think the Vikings came into this game and we will turn this over to you guys, the fans here in a little bit. The Vikings, I'm going to find this. The Vikings came into the game with a plus 35-point differential. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm seeing this floating around right now. So it's the, it's the second-worst point differential of any 8-1 and one team in NFL history coming into the game. I think it was the 76 Raiders that had. They were like plus 11. The Vikings, if they don't fight back, are going to be 8-2 and two with a minus point differential going into this Thanksgiving game against the Patriots. Now, point differential, schmoit differential. They've already racked up eight wins. They don't have to apologize. And I guess I'll give you my main thought here as we kind of just mentally process what's happening. I kind of thought they were going to lose. I thought they'd have a bit of a letdown. I wound up picking them to win in our weekly pick segment, but it kind of felt like, boy, this emotional win. You've been playing all these close games. You know, Dallas is going to be pissed off after blowing a two-touchdown lead in the second half. And Dallas is a very good team with a ferocious pass rusher. Darisaw's status was in question. Probably shouldn't have played today. Um, it kind of felt like they're they're going to lose a game here at some point. They weren't just going to coast to a sixteen and one record. So I'm oddly calm about this. I know that like every possible thing that you were fearing all season just came to a head today. Um, but I mean, all right, they got their asses kicked. They've yeah. still banked eight wins. They still showed you they can go on the road and beat good teams. The Buffalo Bills, the Commanders are now back over five hundred. So, like, we know what this team looks like close to its peak. I still don't think it has peaked yet. We we also know what it looks like when nothing is clicking now. And uh, to put this into historical context, if my research is correct, if they lose by 37, it would be the second worst home loss in Vikings history behind a 42-point loss to the St. Louis Cardinals at the time on October 6th, 1963. The second worst loss, Dex, was on September 14th, 1980 at home. That's also at the Met. So these games were both at the Met against the Philadelphia Eagles, a 42-7 to home loss. So it is it is flirting with the worst home loss in Vikings history with time still on the clock. Well, it's it's the worst loss in our lifetimes. I mean, I, I was born in 92. I believe you were in, in the mid-80s, right? So th- this is officially... Yeah. The worst home loss that you and I have ever seen. And it's still, yeah, there's still a quarter or so to play out. Um, you know, I, I'll definitely save. I already think I have my hottest and strongest take, which I will save for tomorrow on, on Monday's edition of Purple Daily when we have our first only uh, losing Monday that we've had to do all season. But this was just an ass kicking. Like it, it, it was an ass kicking from basically the start. Um, you, you, Michael Parsons gets the strip sack on Kirk Cousins. Um, we knew he was a hell of a playmaker. And we knew that Dak was coming back into this game, still kind of getting the offense figured out a little bit, but it's Tony Pollard who ends up just absolutely gashing. And look, the dude actually might be a star. Like it's a good two-headed monster with him and Ezekiel Elliott. They might be sitting on a legit star in Tony Pollard. He was awesome today. 
But like th- those were the two guys to me that were just making life absolutely hell. And then when yeah. Derisaw went down, it was just kind of a a crescendo or a dominoes effect of all right, well this this is going to get out of hand quick. Just Cousins getting absolutely walloped uh, from the Cowboys defensive line. The Andrew Booth got picked on all damn game. Tony Romo was highlighting them too. It was it was just a bloodbath. You got an ass kicking day. Yeah, like if you were to make a list before the game and Sarah, what are all the things? They're eight and one, but what are all the things that you're still a little bit worried about? And say, well, probably a hangover from an emotionally, you know, uh, taxing win over the Bills. Okay, well, check. <laughs> uh, I would say, you know, we've been kind of talking about the slow, older linebackers that are both over the age of thirty. You know, are those guys going to be able to cover Tony Pollard in space? Check. Uh, <laughs> Offensive line with a very questionable Christian Derrissaw. How are they going to cover Micah Parsons moving all over the place? Is that going to be a problem? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, this one's not. This one's a tough one, even for me, the world's biggest Kirk Cousins hater, if right. you will. Kirk Cousins in a nationally televised game. Um, yes, he was terrible, but I would argue. I'm going to argue on behalf of him that. He's not one of he's not one of the three or four guys in the league that can just overcome a barrage of Micah Parsons. Impre- There's not many guys in the league that could walk into a game like that with no cover at all whatsoever and do something meaningful offensively. And so um, he didn't really have any chance from the get go. Right off the bat, I mean, I thought he held onto the ball too long on that on that fumble that just kind of gave the Cowboys momentum right away. Um, but ultimately. When you're dropping back and Micah Parsons is just in your face on, and then, and then now you're trying to account for him, and and then you know you spring leaks in other areas. Now all of a sudden, right. like Jaron Curse is getting a sack and mocking the school chant in the third quarter. So even Kevin O'Connell, you know, I just it felt like there was a lot of long developing pass plays in the first half. Really, how about some quick hitting stuff? You know, I'm not one to sit here in savage play calling, but it just kind of felt like everything was off from. One through fifty-three and coaches and energy and everything, and they're getting their asses kicked because of it. So yeah, I, I think the last thing to do this, and I know we already have a full room here of Vikings event line fans who are Perfect. ready to to voice their opinions on this. Um, but it just seemed like they abandoned a lot of their simple game plans. They knew Cowboys were allowing a crap ton of rushing yards the last few weeks. They just kind of stopped giving the ball to Dalvin Cook. And, you know, we saw this happen in the Packer game, right? When Aaron Rodgers goes to Christian Watson, if Watson catches that ball, that week one game probably looks a lot different. On this side, it's TJ Hawkinson dropping an easy gimme ball in the corner of the end zone that he has to bring down. And then all of a sudden, if you get that touchdown, does this game look a little different? Regardless, though, um, it, it just sound, I'm with you that it kind of seemed like they abandoned a lot of the things that they knew they had to do to, to instead do these like seven step drops and forcing balls to TJ Hawkinson. And he, in general, I think had a really rough game today. Um, and yeah, it was back to my original point, just an ass kicking. Yep. So, all right, this is Vikings vent line. If you are hanging out with us here on the purple daily YouTube channel, thank you very much. We'll get Judd in from the stadium at some point. Um, he's in a crowded press box right now. I told him, if you want to fire it up from a crowded press box and just, you know, rant and rave and bitch in front of the other media members trying to do the jazz, we don't care. Why don't you go no, do it? Don't. But he'll join us at some point. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel, it helps spread the word about uh, this daily Vikings community that you guys are all helping us build here. But let's start it off here. Who is first out of the gate on Vikings vent line? You know, I don't think we heard from this guy this season yet. Hafid. Hey, guys. What's going on, dude? Hey, man. Vikings, uh, I'll tell you guys why this was a good loss for us. Good teams need a good loss in order to change some things that they were getting getting away with. 
all season long. And uh, this is something for coaches. This game was all about coaching. Uh, like uh, Phil said, uh, long developing passes down the field against an explosive pass rush uh, with backup offensive line. That is not good uh, coaching strategy at all. When you talk about strategies, that's a bad coaching strategy. And on defense, uh, when you talk about the 29th ranked uh, pass defense with backup cornerbacks and you're still playing 10 yards off, off the ball and you're still getting beat deep with double uh, double moves, well, um, you know, this they have to reevaluate uh, what their strategies are in, in situations like this. This is all around bad coaching on offense and on defense. And for the Vikings to be a great team, we have to hold the coaches accountable as much as we do with the players. And uh, you're down by 30 points and you're doing a play action call? Really? Are you? Thank you. Are yes. you serious? That was amazing. I lost my mind from the screen. <laughs> I, I, it was unbelievable. Who are you? You're down 30 points. Play action on who? Nobody bit it. They were like, let me take the sack. Easy. And Kirk Cousins needs a situational awareness. When he knows Micah Parsons is going to be chasing him down, throw the ball to the ground, do something, but don't try to outrun Micah Parsons, buddy. You're not going to do it. Never going to. hasn't worked for the likes of uh, Lamar Jackson and those kind of quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins, you know, <clears throat> he needs better situational. Like we said, he's a great quarterback when things are good and perfect and we, we can run our, our scripted plays. But once we get off that script, Kirk Cousins needs to be handheld throughout the rest of the game. Don't put him in situations where we have to rely on him alone to win. That's not going to happen. You know, I say I'll leave with this. Uh, please, somebody ask the coaching staff why we're getting beat uh, 10 yards off the line when we have our corners 10 yards deep and why we are running play action uh, calls down 30. It, 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 it's ridiculous to me. It was an amazing way to start, that line. Thank, Thank you, you so you. much. Uh, I tweeted about the play action. So they, they <laughs> fall behind. They're down 30 to three. All right. The first offense, got to claw our way back here. Second half, got to get going. Need at least four touchdowns. First play out of the shoot, a play action. And the Cowboys, rightfully so, did not bite. And by the time Kirk was like turning around after the fake handoff, he's being tackled to the ground. Just one, one of a million things in this game. But that was one of the rare times this season where I've been like, KOC, come on, guy. What are we doing here? Really, a play action down thirty to three, and it was just kind of a microcosm of everything was off today from from start to finish. Yeah, I, I thought the play calling was mostly just horrendous and humble pie. As we get to Thanksgiving here, a little piece of humble pie that uh, KLC gets to stew on for the next basically seventy two hours when he get to welcome uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots at home on Thanksgiving night. Let's go next to uh, MTH Viking. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Good dude? man? Um. Gosh, so I wasn't able to pick up any surly before I die. I am sipping on rum and cokes in this beautiful Vikings it. tumbler that I got at the Vikings locker room store. Shout out you, to them. I used to work for them. You might need a little more rum than coke yeah. in that ratio. Yeah, it's becoming yeah. more rum and coke right now. Um, <laughs> I, That last guy, how was this a good loss? I'm sorry, getting your ass handed to you on national television. How is this a good loss? Like, I could count them up so... I think the one small and significant thing that I noticed, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, second time this season I think Kevin O'Connell has decided to receive the ball winning the coin toss. And, like, that's good if you can get out and produce right away. But 
Like, I'm like, see, and it was just, God, I turned the game off at halftime. I put on Madden. My Vikings fans, my Vikings team on Madden's won three Super Bowls in a row. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. Oh, so, wow, dude. And I got, That's... it's 2016 on the PS3. I got Alex Smith as my quarterback, Adrian Pearson. I got <laughs> Calvin Johnson. I'm freaking balling. It's got the flag so, for the Madden right. dynasty. I got, I got, I don't know the Madden for him. dynasty. Yes, I, I, he's, got, he's got a flag. He's got a flag. Yeah. MTH has a flag. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a Madden no. Dynasty, let's go. But yeah, no, shout out to Judd. Um, yeah, no, I mean, oh, and another reason I'm depressed: Tony Pollard. For the second time this season, I bench him. He burns me with a 30 plus fantasy point performance. I yeah. put Jamal Williams in. I mean, Williams got three touchdowns, so I'm okay with it. But he, I think Tony Pollard was he at right now? Let me check. Uh, yeah, 37 he, fancy points that's a lot a that's lot. a lot man well mth we're here for you you know you got you got your, your nice cozy cozy glass of of diesel there and uh yep. we're here for for you with this therapy session thank you for yep. thank coming you on vikings vent line man <laughs> so let's keep it rolling here next who's yeah, next uh let's go to is it stone Knox? yes sir what's up buddy so, i gotta say as a uh one who followed far to the vikings who lives in wisconsin Thanks, Vikings. I got to hear it all week from these Packer fans around here. <laughs> so thank you for that. But um, I got to say, uh, the loss doesn't really make me feel like the season's done. Uh, you know, it's right not. I mean, yeah, it's a bad loss, but we're going to see, you know, how good uh, KLC is. You know, really, can he, you know, does he use this, turn it around, not let this happen again? Um. Also, when uh, that fumble that started the game, which you knew was going to be one of those games when that happened, um, I was wondering if uh, Kirk almost felt like, you know, because he Darisaw has been so good when he started running, he was kind of running slow. Like he didn't expect somebody to be breaking off the edge like that. Do you think, you know, maybe I don't want to say too much trust in Darisaw, but that kind of. Yeah, well, I so it's funny you brought that up. So the first like two seconds of that play, which you know, your job as an offensive lineman is to you know, two and a half, three seconds of protection, and then it's kind of out of your hands at that point. And Darisaw did a great job right away on the early part of that play. He squared up Parsons, took on the initial sort of bull rush, and then and then Cousins rolled out to his right, and Parsons kept credit to Parsons. He's just a machine. He kept fighting, and he winds up getting around Darisaw. So I think when Cousins flushed to his right, I don't think he was flushing away from Parsons because Parsons hadn't broken free yet. I think he was just, maybe he sensed like, boy, if I stand in here long enough, at some point he's going to find me. I think it was partially on Derrissaw. Cousins did hold on to the ball too long. Uh, but then as the day played out, it's like, and I and I am, again, I have been as critical of Kirk Cousins as anyone in this market. Um, I don't know what, he's he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Lamar Jack. He doesn't have the mobility to keep plays alive when there's pressure. And so, like, you need to provide some some level of standard protection for him, and uh, and they didn't, obviously. Also, today. with uh, KLC last year with the Rams, when they went, I don't know if you remember how they went through that stretch where they, I don't know if they sucked, but they they definitely kind of sucked. They didn't look like a Super Bowl team for a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that KLC's here, and it's obvious that he was the mastermind behind that Super Bowl, um, I'm wondering 
you know, if there's almost a chance we do see a, you know, a few games where there's going to be like offensive woes, you know, where that's just going to be a KOC thing where he kind of gets figured out midseason and then gets it back on track later on. Could be, could be. Th- these are great questions. Thank you for coming on and uh, partaking in this therapy session. The, the, as, as bad as Micah Parsons was for this offensive line, the Patriots have one of the best edge rushing tandems in the league and are one of the best scoring defense in the league. So it's not like it gets easier on Thursday night if Darius is highly unlikely to play. Right. So you're you're gonna face pressure again on Thursday night. So you got you got about seventy two hours after you sleep tonight to figure out how to give Kirk some room to operate back there. Yeah, and I believe uh, what he was talking about too. Kevin O'Connell actually, when he joined Purple Daily with us, talked about that lull that the Rams went through. I believe it was six weeks or thirty five days, basically between wins that they had in two thousand twenty one. And I believe it started in November. Like they didn't win a single game between Halloween and the first week of December. And that team was still able to regroup, obviously, then won the Super Bowl. Um, and the Rams are, you know, similarly built, I guess, to the Vikings. There's playmakers all over. There's a good Ooh. but not great quarterback. So Super uh, interesting. I just yeah. I just brought it up. So you're they started seven and one last year, the Rams mm-hmm. did. And then they lost three in a row to drop to seven and four from November seventh through the end of November. Uh, so it wound up being their last. They had, they won on Halloween, and then they won again, like you said, thirty five days later on December fifth. But they endured two pretty bad home losses. Well, no, it was one bad home loss by two touchdowns to the Titans, and then they got spanked on the road at San Francisco. Then they lost at Green Bay, um, and then once December came around, they won five straight games again. But they kind of the same thing: eight and one start for the Vikings, a loss, another tough game coming up. The Rams started seven and one, lost three in a row. Seasons, there's a lot of season left. Yeah. So I'm not, freak, I'm not freaking out yet. I guess. No, not at all. Uh, keep it rolling here on Vikings Bentley. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. It's two-minute warning from what it looks like there in the Vikings game. So oh. we've started Bentley a little early here as we uh, as Nick Mullins tries to get us through the home stretch uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium. But right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, we'll go next to Christian. Christian, what's up, man? Welcome to Bentley. Hey, boys. Can you hear me? Yep. We got, got you, you, Christian. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I'm diehard from Toronto, and I'm watching the Great Cup as we speak. So there you go. There's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. A um, couple points. Firstly, uh, Ed Donatel. My God, that guy gives me anxiety, the way he calls defense. No pressure, nothing. And it also proves how valuable Tomlinson is for the run D. Like, that yeah. guy's a beast from what we saw today. That's my first point. Uh, secondly. KOC, I was praying that we would kick the ball off to start the game. She had this weird feeling, play calling, play action pass in the third quarter. I, I saw that. I went for a walk after that. Turned off the game, had to walk around the block a couple times thinking, what's going on? Yeah. Anyway, frustrating game. We're 8-2 eight and, eight and two now. We'll take it. I never thought we would be close to 8-2 and two the start of the season. So I'm happy. Move on to Thursday, and Mac Jones is terrible. So hopefully we don't get embarrassed. Have a good one, boys. Thank you. Thanks, I need Chris. to see what's the what's the early over under for that Ooh. Vikings Patriots game. I don't know. Is it not set because I don't know? I usually set them pretty early, right? Yeah. Let's let's see. And they here. only scored. Um, well, they didn't score a touchdown technically because they had they, they had a punt return touchdown punt return to win a, the and, game and a field goal. So that offense didn't score a single point uh, today. So week it'll be week twelve. Right now, the early line oh, is yeah. Vikings two and a half. Yep. 
And the over under is forty three. So I I thought I actually thought it might be more like forty or forty one, but it's it's forty three. So I'm just trying to figure out. The Vikings have one of the worst yardage defenses in the league, so the Patriots will probably find a way to move the ball. But sure, boy, I might I might be tempted to hammer the under on forty three for that Thursday night Thanksgiving game. We'll see. I agree. All right, let's uh, we'll keep it going. Let's go to Keith next on Vikings vent line. Keith, you there? Yeah, yeah, Keith. Hold on, I just. It's my tablet. We got Keith's. We got the palm of. We're in the palm yeah. of Keith's hand right now <laughs> on Vikings hey. Vantline. He's got us all in the palm of his hand. Yeah, I don't know if you can see me. I'm sorry. Almost. That, we can see your uh, you your, see your, your gorgeous your, ceiling your... fan up yeah. there. It's there you fantastic. go. There, there we go. go. We got. Hey, yes, we got Keith. I'm big fans of you guys. I watch you guys every day. Thank and you, dude. You guys think just like me. Like I, it's frustrating because I work all day. And, like, I was looking forward to this game. And it's hard because you work with coworkers that are, like, the opposite fans. And it's just, like, I want us to win so bad. And this is my issue. You know, like, I know that we got out coach, But I, I believe in KOC. I, I believe in him. Like, he, I like his, like, attitude. But, like, I want that dog. Like, I know that Kirk Cousins, he's not bad. But I'm not a fan of him. And I'm not trying to point blame that he's the problem for us. But we need a mobile quarterback. We need a dog. I know we're going to have injuries, but when it comes to the playoffs and the Super Bowl, we're going to come. Across, we're going to play teams that we have to be good to beat, and we're going to see these type of pressures. What's going to happen? Like I want us to win a Super Bowl. We have good teams, and it's like I'm a diehard, but it like kills me. And I'm not trying to blame this on Kirk, but it's like. This is concerning because we're going to play against come to Thanksgiving. I, I work all the time. I'm going to take off Thanksgiving. I'm not working. And I don't even want to watch this because, like you said, we, we're going to play against two DNs. And it's just like, it, you know, Justin Jefferson is a beast. But I really wish we we got Odell. We need another playmaker. We need this. So, you know, I would love to know what your thoughts is right now. Are we – you consider us – I know we have more season, but I want to – I only want the discussion to be Super Bowl or bust moving forward. We haven't won a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, and thank you. These are great questions. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the kind words. Um, Yeah, I think, so the macro mission statement for this show is we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Ventline, Purple Daily, et cetera. I also think there are micro missions and goals, and I don't know that, and today was more evidence. I just I don't know that this is a tier one team in the NFL, and there's still plenty of season. I don't think they've hit their upside yet. So I think there's room for for two things to be true. Number one, today was not Kirk Cousins' fault per se. He had no chance. The offensive line was as bad as they've been in maybe two or three years, and, it, and it's a low bar for this offensive line. But it's also fair to say, as you go further in the game here and you get into January and, you know, God willing, early February, it's not like you're just going to face teams that don't have a pass rush. Right. You're guess what? You're going to face dudes like Micah Parsons. You're going to face defenses like Buffalo, you know, what new England, I don't think new England's going deep in the playoffs, but like, cause their offense is anemic, but that's an amazing defense. You're going to face the San Francisco. So is Kirk long-term able to overcome some high level of pressure in a game? And, you know, to this point, we've we've seen enough evidence over the years. The answer is largely no. I think he's he's done an amazing job when given protection and making throws on a dime, bringing the Vikings back in the fourth quarter, 
Um, but, you know, this story will tell itself in the next two months. Is he able to dig the Vikings out of some ditches? Today, again, today's ditch was too deep, and it was the ditch was not necessarily his fault today. But there will be ditches where you have to just sort of pull your team out of the ditch in a tough game on the road against. He did it against Buffalo. Made some great throws to Justin Jefferson. So um, today was not his fault. On the macro, is he good enough to eventually take the Vikings to an actual Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl? To this point in his career, I would say no. He's shown some really interesting signs as this fourth quarter comeback guy the last couple of years. So we'll see how it continues to play out. Yeah, well, uh, our guy Judd Zolgat, I believe, is standing by from U.S. Bank Stadium. So let's uh, let's get our sports dad in. He had to sit there. He was not able to join us early. He is not able to drink some Surleys right now, but he is here. There he is. One, one sports dad. Universe, one with the universe. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is going wrong here. Everything is fine. Oh, hi, guys. What's up? <laughs> let's act, let's, I was let's meditating. War, let, let's warm you up here. Uh, what mm. kind of beverage should people potentially turn toward in their refrigerator or their liquor store tonight? That's the one thing. Consistently, good or bad, you turn towards what I'm going to turn towards the second I get home tonight, and that's going to be a Surly Brewing product. Will it be the Furious? I don't see a before I die in my future tonight, particularly. I'm going to have to move on. Probably more like the one. Furious. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be the Furious, um, and I'm going to enjoy quite a few of them because, um, man, I was really looking forward to that game, and uh, Dud does not even begin to describe it. So, yes, a Surly Brewing product of your choice is the best choice. Uh, but a Furious really fits the mood of the Minnesota football weekend, if you get my drift after the last two days, and yes. especially today. I also want to shout out our good friends and supporters at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, too. They've been around for over 100 years. Uh, they've never taken a home loss like this. I can tell you that much. But you know what? When your company does take losses or there's risks to be managed, Federated is great as a guiding hand with all kinds of experience. Like I said, over 100 years of experience navigating the waters of business federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours so the game is over uh the vikings have been defeated 40 to 3 and by my research judd on stathead.com we'll get back to the event line callers here in just a second this is the second worst home loss in the history of vikings football yep, in terms of point differential i believe the st louis cardinals beating the vikings 56 to 14 in October of 1963, is the only ass-kicking worse than this. Uh, yes. Um, in fact, uh, um, our, our friend Kevin Seifert just tweeted a couple of uh, things out regarding this. Um, he said during the course of the second half, and I think this came to fruition, this game is a chance to be the worst home loss by a team with a win-loss differential of plus seven or better in the Super Bowl era. Current record was, until this game, 30-point loss in 2015, the 13-2 Cardinals lost 36-6 to the Seahawks in Week 17. So this is the worst loss for in the Super Bowl era for a team with a differential of plus 7 or better since we started to play Super Bowl. Ooh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's not, um, that's not too good. I mean, where, where did you guys even start with this? Like, here's the thing. It's one thing to lose, okay? Like, we had talked about this for weeks. The Vikings are going to lose some games. Um, F- Philadelphia was a pretty... Ugly loss, but you're going to lose some games. It's going to happen. Um, but my God, the Cowboys came in here today, and if nothing else, and not everyone can copy this, but they set the blueprint for how to kick the Vikings' asses. And Declan, this is why the 49ers concern me. 
because the 49ers will kick your ass too. And they literally kicked their ass. I'm not talking about the score. I'm talking right. about the physical whooping that we saw up front for both lines. And now you could say, well, Dalvin Tomlinson's going to help. Okay, but is he going to help that much? Like they were gashed in the run game continually. The offensive line had a terrible day. Um, why Kevin O'Connell allowed Kirk Cousins to keep playing in the third quarter, which it got worse. Like, that game got worse is beyond me. Get him out. I don't care Dude, about Dude, Micah Parsons was still in the game for I know, Dallas, is, like, which, half through the fourth quarter. And they play all, on Thanksgiving, too. Which, what are these? Which, yeah. Stupid. It, it, it's stupid. <laughs> I'm not absolving anybody. But I'm saying that this is the blueprint if you have the right type of team. And I believe that the 49ers fall into this category of they got their asses whooped, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There are serious questions now that I have after seeing that that need to be answered fairly quickly for me personally. Yeah, and real quick, I think where where I'm at is this was definitely bad, very, very, very bad. Um, And like every every Vikings insecurity that you may have had still, even after an eight and one start, kind of came to fruition and popped up in some way today. You know, offensive line. I don't know about the offensive line. You know, slow old linebackers. How are they going to be in coverage this season? It's always kind of been Tony Pollard exposed them today. Oh God! Um, a hangover after an emotionally taxing win. You know, it's all these boxes of like I don't know. We're checked today. So, but I'm also you know De- Declan brought up a great point early, and that because Kevin O'Connell when he joined our show Purple Daily like three months ago, he brought up the 35 day stretch last year. In November and early December, where the Rams the Rams started seven and one, then they lost by two touchdowns at home to the Titans. Mm-hmm. They lose two more games, so they go from seven and one to seven and four, and they had a bye week in there too. So they they wound up not winning a game for thirty five days on the calendar. Yep, and they go from seven and one to seven and four, and kind of were like on the edge of not being in the playoff picture. Yep, and then they rolled off five straight wins in December and got everything together. So you know. It's not totally apples to apples, but it is worth noting that there is a lot of season left. Just because it's cold outside and we're in November, I mean, we just crossed the halfway point of the season. So both for good and bad reasons, there's a lot of season left. You can absorb a loss or two or three. I don't think any reasonable fan thought they were going to go 16-1. and one. This is just one game out of 17 games. But there are, but as you hold the mirror up to yourself, if you're the Vikings, there are some things that absolutely have to be fixed and better going forward. They can't keep walking the same tightrope, and they did today for a while and got their asses kicked for the first time. And what concerns me is not the loss. It's what happened and transpired in the fact that the blueprint is now, if you can do what Dallas did, the Vikings are going to have to adjust. Um you know, there was concern, I think, about bringing too many men on defense down in the box because Booth is, a, is until Dantzler gets back, a liability. Um, and so the Cowboys are like, okay, we will, we will whoop you up front and run. So that was actually the opposite of what Belichick did here in 2006 on Halloween, which was to say, we can't run against you guys, so we'll pass against you guys. So it's not just the loss itself and, and the fact that there is time to rebound. It's how do you rebound because this league is nothing but copycats. Now every team can't do what Dallas did. I will say yeah, that. Because there's but, one Micah Parsons. Right. But the but but the teams but offensively, I'm more concerned about what they did to the defense. The the Cowboys gave you offensively, if you have the running backs, the blueprint for it. Now you have to counter. And if you can't, you're in trouble. I actually was more I'm more disturbed by what happened to the Vikings defense 
Because I think the offense, yeah, there's one Parsons, and they had an awful day, like just an awful day. Um, and I think you can short those things up. But defensively now, Donichelle's going to have to really look long and hard at this thing and say, okay, what do we do to stop the run? Because what we saw now is, oh, hell yeah, we'll take it to you. And, again, that's why San Francisco really concerns me because in a playoff game, they could do this to you. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line. Turn it back over to uh, to fans for a therapy session here, Declan. Yeah, let's go to Travis. Travis, what's up, man? You got us okay? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. Yes. So my thought on this whole game is that, yeah, we didn't play very well, but I still have believed that this team could go far in the playoffs. It was an embarrassing loss. But I still like feel like this team can still go far in the playoffs. That's my thought. So okay. So, and I think you're probably rep- – thank you for coming on Vikings Vent Line. I think you're probably representing, obviously, the optimistic side of where fans feel. But I, I tend to feel more like he does in that – because I, I said this after the Buffalo win, and I have to stand by it now that that win over Buffalo didn't guarantee that you were going to beat Dallas or go 16-1. and You're probably going to lose games, but it guaranteed that at your best, you can beat the best teams in the NFL on the road. But part of the playoff experience is, okay, you win a game like that against a Buffalo, or let's call it like Judd's sake. Let's say you beat San Francisco in a hard-fought game in the wild-card round. You don't get a month to rest up after that game. Right, You You got another game the next week. So right. you gotta you gotta figure out how to come back and right. all right emotionally, physically, everything, and go all in against the next team. And it just it felt like they were they were basically half in it today, mentally and physically. Yeah, I I think it's very safe to to say because on the third play from scrimmage, Kirk fumbled. Now it's a great play by Parsons, but he fumbled. Um, I think it's safe to say that they essentially no showed that game. Like I'm not going to give them any. Well, they tried hard or they did this. The best I can say is they looked like a team that didn't show up. And, Phil, you're exactly right. You can't go, you know, play the playoffs are a long stretch of really hard games. You can't be like, well, we beat the Saints. It was a miracle. Oh, and now we just got our asses kicked. I mean, that's, that's the – Yeah, you beat the Saints. Congrats. You're halfway through the and, playoffs now. And here's the, here's the thing with this team. O'Connell is new, and O'Connell, for the most part, I think has done a mag- magnificent job, and I think you guys agree with me. But the DNA of a lot of this team hasn't necessarily changed. Like, they didn't swap out huge parts, right? And so, like, today is sort of scary because, again, you know what? What If you had lost 27-20, I'd be like, okay, you didn't play great, but you're going to lose games. But when you lose at home 40-3 to in a huge game um, and you basically don't show up and we know why and you play that poorly, like, that raises red flags. That raises red flags about a group that, that you know, under Mike at times did the exact same thing. And I guess you got to fix it. My question is, can you, and more importantly, defensively, can you fix against the run game? Because if you can't in the playoffs, you will lose quickly. I'm just grateful that CBS, as as part of the national uh, broadcast window, myself outside the state of Minnesota, CBS took the ability to watch the rest of that game, half of the third quarter and fourth quarter, away from us. They said, we're sorry, this is a non-competitive football game, literally six minutes into the third quarter, and they went to Bengal Steelers. And so those of us, and it was blacked out. I wish they'd done the same to me. Yeah. Oh, they just put a curtain down over the press box window. We're sorry. Uh, No need to watch this anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> running time. At the very least, have the decency to say, you know what, just like in Pop Warner football, we are going to run the clock. Yeah. All right, let's keep it going here. Vikings Vent Line, the most fan-friendly, interactive, and therapeutical show in all of Minnesota sports. Hello, guys. Isaac. How's it going? What's, What's up? up, Isaac? Wow, just what happened after that Bills game, man? What happened? 40-3, to they got their ass kicked again. I mean, I know the team is not done yet. I understand that, what you guys were saying. But when you play like this, I mean, you got to show up on defense and on offense. And just all of these schemes, I've seen enough of Ed Donatel. I mean, I, I, in my opinion, I think he should be fired. I don't. Just, um... Well, what do you do? You just got to learn from this, and we'll go far maybe. I still have faith in this team. You guys have a good day. Bye. Isaac, yeah, thank you, man. Thank um, you, man. I think there's a couple directions. This could be – it could be. I don't think it's going to, to be um, a death knell where you just start to spiral now, and you're going to make the playoffs. You're going win to win the North. But um, it could be a death knell, but it also could be – something that you can take and you play in four days. Like I love that too. Cause it's, it's going to be tough, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that you now talk about a test, right? You, you go from a week ago today, the highest of highs to today where you just get embarrassed nationally. And you know, every pundit national pundit is going to be saying, see, we told you so Dallas was favored by two hell. It should have been a touchdown. Um, this team can make adjustments and mentally, Rebound. This is a. This could be a very interesting, if nothing else, right to the jaw. Because the question now is, and we again, the show has talked about this a thousand times. Be tough. Go out. Win Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, this sucked. But you, but you got two choices. One, we really weren't that good. The magic is over. Or two, be resilient. Be tough. And I mean, this is what this is what makes pro sports fun. What are you going to do? Yeah, and Thursday doesn't get easier just because you're facing kind of an anemic offense. That defense is going to get maybe just as much pressure. I mean, ideally they aren't, but that's an amazing pressure defense and one of the best scoring defenses in the NFL. All right, Vikings vent line, who's next? Let's go next to uh, Austin. Austin, what's up, man? You're on Vikings vent line. Hey, what's up, fellas? I hope you can hear me all right. We got you, Austin, yeah. All right, all right, sweet. I got a few notes here I'd like to go through. You know, this was the uh, trap game that we were all talking about. Uh, the last few weeks, you know, uh, I think we were thinking about Thanksgiving and, um, you know, it's good that we rebound real quick, like on your point. Forgive me if my voice shakes. Super nervous, guys. All right. Oh, dude. Oh, good, man. you know what? Let's uh, let's have Judd uh, wave the flag in the press box to make you not nervous anymore. Wave your arms. I'll wave my, uh, yeah. I'll wave my theoretical there you flag. Go. There you go. I love it. There you go. Right. Don't be nervous. Yeah, we're just like right. three chowderheads who you're among friends really, really don't know anything. So you're going to make the show smarter right now because you took notes. <laughs> All right. Well, I was on off-season vent line with Declan there in June, and I made a metaphor about uh, I was in a bad auto loan before in a basic uh, standard edition vehicle, right? Uh, and I and I turned the metaphor around to be like Kirk is that standard model edition that's overpriced. I don't know if Declan, you remember that? You remember this? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so KOC is the owner of that vehicle. He can put rims and tires, uh, tint the windows out on Kirk, you know, but Hey, let's consider this a, um, the engine broke down for a week and he's going to be out of commission. You know, I was trying to look at the positive in that, you know, 
And then um, fourth uh, point is that we need Richard Sherman. I believe Pat P can get him. All right. I uh, watch a lot of content online, um, his podcast as well. And Richard Sherman said with all the stars align, the team's going to make uh, a last December run. He would consider it. And I believe wow. that'd be a good pickup for us. Right. I mean, so he's, um, been st- he's, he's been doing the Thursday night football on Amazon. Yeah. Right. And, but, but he's, he's been staying in, he's been staying in game shape. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Mackie, I love the sarcasm on your tweet about the um, Hawks pass, you know, about trading him or something like that. Like the, the immediate thought I have to like the real Viking fan is, yeah, let's get rid of that guy. We just traded for him. Let's get rid of him. Right. Send you know, him back to the like, Lions. Send him back. Yeah. He, did, dro- he did drop a wide open touchdown pass right. today. And that, not wide, and not that, wide open, but like it was right. He's got to catch, catch Right. And then um, I got a couple more here and I'll, and I'll let you guys have at it. I don't know if there's any teams that lost this bad and won a Super Bowl in our era. Um, this has a Bill Walsh field type uh, finesse versus power. You know, I believe we're a finesse team and um, Dallas attacked us and it, and it showed we got to find some grit. And I think uh, Boone's take on, uh, you know, trenches with Boone would be a lot of good points there. Can't wait for that show, by the way. And see, the nervousness went away, guys. That's great. You know, there you go. Boom. Awesome yeah. job, man. All right, Austin, and then great last, stuff, man. All right, oh, yeah. no, make your last, it. no, make, no, no, make okay. your last point. Go, go ahead, for it. go for it. Okay, the last point was that I have Jets tickets, right? December fourth. Should I sell them? That's <laughs> no, the last point. Them. No, I no. This is and okay. A, this is another thing I want. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. If, if Judd is the sports dad, and thank you, Austin, you did a great job. Um, don't be nervous. Okay, people are gonna bail right now, and that's fine. Like, do whatever you want, be whatever kind of fan you want, but. Sometimes I think Minnesota sports fans and Vikings fans have like a skewed perception of of like what is really a devastating loss and not getting blown out in week 11 when you're eight and one. Yeah, like there's some bad signs and some things that need to get better. Does this loss have any bearing on whether you're going to go deep in the playoffs or not? No, it really doesn't. Unless you then follow it up with four straight losses or something. This actually could be a great loss if the ass kicking leads to some major, you know, look in the mirror time for some certain players and some certain aspects here. You want to say Kirk uh, but, so bad? What Kirk? I, I, don't, I said you want to say Kirk. No, so bad. I don't. I to, I said he this was, before you jumped on. So he wasn't. He was terrible, but he had no chance. If you go into a game and I think someone had the number, he was pressured like on seventy percent of his dropbacks or something. I mean. There's a few quarterbacks that can make that work and at least, you know, put together some scoring drives. Maybe Lamar Jackson or, you know, who, you know, give me the five most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL and they might be able to keep plays alive. But, you know, the problem is you don't, you don't have someone that in the face of even reasonable pressure can really, he's not great under pressure. And so there's going to be games against really good teams where you're going to give up pressure. Today was an extraordinary amount of pressure that almost no one can overcome. But I told Declan Judd, I'm not like sitting here like mad at Kirk today. The offensive line gave him zero chance. And there's been a lot of games in the last few years where fans think like the offensive line gave him zero chance in games where he actually had a clean pocket like seven out of ten times. Yep. Today was the opposite. He just had no chance getting off the, the team bus from the hotel. There were a handful of times where the ball has to come out. He was double clutching at times. And and look, I mean, again, the closer that we get to playoff games. He's going to have that. 
Um, it, it can happen once. It can't happen continually. But, yes, the line was bad. I fear that there's almost no chance now that Christian Derrissaw, who I think gave up his at least first two sacks of the season before he went back into concussion protocol, is not going to play. In fact, I would almost guarantee now, uh, since he is back in concussion protocol and didn't return, that he won't play Thursday. Blake Brandell will. Uh, Ezra Cleveland went out late. I didn't like the fact that guys were still playing. I said that before. Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you, Phil, but I feel like this game, this game – can define their season for sure. And if I was O'Connell, I would say that today, and I would say it can define our season in one of two ways. One, we can be, woe is us, got our ass kicked, it's embarrassing, and not rebound. Or the second thing is, and, the, and, and O'Connell will include himself, and he should, um, it can define us by saying we learned a lot. I mean, you gave up a 40-burger at home. That's, that's really impressively but you, but, bad. So, but you, so it can define you. But it also can define you in a positive way if you can make the proper corrections off of this. And I think what I'm saying is reasonably, even with the hot start, you still get four or five losses. Four or five losses. And you can still, you win 12 games, 13 games, you're going to be positioned to play some home playoff games and do some damage. Yep. This was their second. All right. So the, you're going to, you get some losses. You get a couple ass kickings. The Buffalo Bills got beat by like 30 last year by someone, you know, halfway through their schedule. Um, we brought up the Rams game where they lost by two touchdowns at home to the Titans on like November 7th or something. And there's some other ugly games on their schedule from last year, too. So you get a couple ass. This was a historical ass kicking, the second worst home beatdown in franchise history. Right. But would you feel that much different if it was instead of 40 to three, if it was 40 to 20? Like, you know they got so I'm I'm I want to see how they respond to this right. before okay. I say like oh my god like sell your Jets tickets you know oh yeah oh, I'm not done I just find it I I do think that this will raise legitimate questions about how good this team is and and those questions can be answered by coming back strong on Thursday or if you don't it's going to become a problem like the thing about this is they are going to win the division it would take heaven and earth for them not to win this but. The goal of this show, despite the fact that I'm not sure that it's possible, the goal of this show is to win a Super Bowl, right? So now we're talking about playoff runs. And and today certainly frightens me from that perspective. There's nothing about the rest of the season that I'm legitimately concerned about. Like, what if they lose the rest of their games? I don't think that's going to take place. But I think the best way to put it, the calmest way, and I mean, I saw people on Twitter who were way more upset than us, like 10 times more upset, Um while it was ugly and while I questioned some things, I think the best way to put this is that this at least does give you cause for pause, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. George Blunt chimes in on the YouTube comment section. Mackie is desperate to save his podcast because after this game, viewership is screwed. Dun, Actually, dun, dun. I was going to tell you, I'm not going to watch tomorrow. <laughs> you're, just, you're just not going to show up? Not no, show I'll, up I'll do the show, but then I won't go back and watch it. Okay. Well, there's one. Damn, there's one download. We lost a download. Ah, son of a. It's over. Rats. The same. Uh, the uh, the Buccaneers, by the way, in twenty to twenty, lost thirty eight to three at home to the New Orleans Saints in Week Nine. They got they lost by thirty five points 
in week nine and they were able to rebound and still be okay. Yeah. So to answer his question, this happens. Like it, 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 it doesn't mean you're now, because that happened, now you're going to win the Super Bowl. You have to, right. you have to fix some things and, and right. whatnot. It's what but, got exposed today. That's the concerning thing. The concerning thing is things were exposed. And, the, and, and look, if you can fix them, awesome. That's great. Amen. amen. That's it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see in a few days, actually. Uh, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to uh, Vikes 464. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, I just want to say, like you guys are saying, uh, people kind of need to calm down. I'm a, I'm a Husker fan, so I kind of I kind of get the disappointment. Um, Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. I will say we were up here for the game. Um, unfortunately, my brother-in-law is a uh, Cowboys fan, so I have to deal with that for the next six hours home. Um, but we did get to see a wild win last night. That was great. Um, and the other thing I want to say, you guys can talk about whatever you want to talk about after this. Um, there's no noon games in the playoffs. Um, I still think even with Kirk Cousins winning games, and that's always been the thing that I've hung on to is he needs to win games for the amount of money he's paid. You know, stats weren't great this year. We get that. You guys said it. I've said it. I've heard it. But at the end of the day, this is another game that wasn't played at noon. And I get the line kind of sucked. I get the defense sucked. You know, not all of it fell on him. But, you know, he fumbled that first play, and it's like the team just wanted to follow suit. Um, I I really don't got much other than that. Then, you know, at least I got to see, got to see a wild win last night, my first hockey game. So that was great. Nice. 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 Uh, Vikes 464. Thanks for, for chiming in. On the Kirk front, so if you ranked every quarterback based on, okay, what conditions do you need to put up a big performance and help lead your team to a victory? Kirk would need a further head start in that race, right? He's going to need, okay, so Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen, Joe Burrow are going to run a race, so to speak. Not an actual foot race, but like, what do you need to help your team to a victory today? And Kirk needs more offensive line help. He doesn't have the ability to use his legs to keep plays alive like other quarterbacks do. And so you can judge him off before the, the race even starts. You can judge him based off, hey, as we handicap this thing, Kirk needs a little more of a head start. And, and, and we have judged him for years based on that. But if you give him what he needs at a base level, he's been pretty damn good in super key high leverage spots this year and parts of last year. And what I'm saying about today is the Vikings didn't meet the threshold that everyone agreed upon. Hey, we all know Kirk needs a head start. So he needs this, this, and this before the game starts. Protection, he needs open receivers, whatever, right? If you don't give him that before the game, you kind of know what you're walking into. So like this, you could call it a referendum on Kirk. I, I'm more hard on Kirk when he actually gets the protection and gets the things, or there's a reasonable amount of pressure. Today was an unreasonable amount, and he can't overcome a reasonable amount of pressure. You know, so that's that's why I'm not hammering him today as much. And yeah, and if I, I mean the line had an awful day. We've seen this line. It actually had played pretty well of late, but. We have seen this line be terrible. Today might be the worst I've seen overall. It yep, was I agree. awful. But I'm telling you right now, what concerns me more about th- this game is not Kirk 
and the offense, which I would like to see score more points, it's the defense. The defense, they got exposed in a big way today. Like, they got exposed in a big way, and I know Dalvin Tomlinson coming back would help, but I don't think that fixes everything. And when you get gashed like they got gashed in the run game continually, too, because that's the thing that Dallas did that's impressive is they came in and started punching, and they didn't stop. They just kept punching and punching and punching. So I'm actually probably more concerned about the ability to fix the defense and and what we saw because – Let's call a spade a spade, you guys. Defensive line-wise, Harrison Phillips is a good player, but the middle of that line has some real question marks. Well, I mean, it's why again, we talked it, about it, injuries too. have caught up to the Vikings too. I mean, yeah, no one, no one was saying that this defense was ex- extremely deep going into the season, and now they're down Dantzler, they're down a Caleb Evans, they're down Dalvin Tomlinson. Like yep. it, it, injuries are starting to catch up. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, by the way. Said we had a good week of preparation. It didn't translate. We were sloppy. We have to look inward. He said I didn't coach well enough tonight. That's right. Um, he also said Christian Derisaw will not be playing on Thursday. They're going to be extra cautious with the concussions. Yeah, yeah he You go back to back weeks. with concussions with this league in 2022. Yeah. You have no choice. Yeah. Yep. So I, my guess is he probably misses at least a couple games. I don't know why, especially after the Tua thing, why you would yeah. look to rush him back. So he certainly won't play on Tuesday. It sounds like, and then. Uh, We'll see after that. And when's Tomlinson back? That's my question. Are, are they Because if he misses Thursday, that's four games. And they clearly didn't think it, it would be four games or he would have gone on IR after being hurt. So Yeah, apparently he was doing some pretty aggressive pregame workout stuff on the field today. So, so hopefully he's back against the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, the Vikings officially have now the seventh point differential in the NFC. So there you have it. All right, who's next on Vikings vent line? All right, let's go to uh, Dylan next. Dylan, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, you got me? We yeah, got, we you, got you. Yeah, look, I didn't think there would be this much optimism following a 37-point loss, um, but I'm going to add to that. Um, I reckon I've been angrier after wins than I was after this loss. Um, it just it feels like the perfect storm to me. Injuries um, coming up everywhere. Uh, we've won so many close games, so many games we maybe shouldn't have won we have, um, and I feel like this was just the perfect storm. 40-3, um, to three, you, you wish it wasn't as much, but... Yeah, I'm not too concerned about this one. Um, I do think, I honestly do think we can still win the Super Bowl. But, yeah, it's it's a rough loss. But I think we just uh, move on with this one pretty quick. Yeah. Dylan, thank you for coming in. Got no choice. Some level-headed. We had a couple rants early, people that were pissed. I feel like we've had some level-headed. Who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Chris from Indiana. Chris, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me? We yep. got you, Chris. Got yeah. You. So, uh... I got the full Minnesota sports experience this weekend. Uh, came in from Indiana to visit some friends that live in Cottage Grove with my girlfriend, which we're all at dinner now. So we just came <laughs> from the stadium, left a little early because that game was completely inept. Um, but uh, we came in Thursday, went to the wild game, equally inept game. Uh, so got the full experience of Minnesota sports pain. Uh, the worst part is I thought I had a really good underdog parlay going. Um, and then the game was so bad that they pulled Hawkinson oh. and Dalvin. So I'm like yeah, six yards shy on Cook and 10 yards shy on Hawk. So like even the silver lining didn't come through. But uh, I will say this, Minnesota's a great – or Minneapolis, St. Paul, we've been all over the place. My friends have been doing a good job taking me around. Going to a different place, went to Surly yesterday. Um, great city, had a really great weekend despite the sports pain that goes along with it. But I'm used to that by now, so – 
Yeah, you're you're numb to that at this point. Awesome, man. Well, glad you had a good time. Glad you made it by the the Surly Brew Hall and enjoy dinner with your your friends. Hopefully, no one's crying too much in their beer. Nah, we're we're all used to it. So, <laughs> all right, awesome. Man. Thanks, Chris. Good stuff. Uh, we're an hour into this thing, so if you could, if you haven't already, click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and the like button to help spread the word about this therapy session and this vikings community on a daily basis who do we got next Declan? all right let's go to mike next mike what's up pal hey guys can you hear me yeah we got you man hey uh Declan, i have a question for you bud um on a scale from one to ten how angry were you the third time they ran a tight end screen oh i was pissed i was furious (laughs) what is up with tight end screens why don't they listen to Purple Daily? Okay, clearly Dan Quinn listened I to swear, Purple Daily this week and planned for this. There was one play where they faked it to Cook, they faked it to somebody else, and there was Hawkinson's right there waiting for you, bud. I was I was thinking of you the whole time. Down by I think four. he had he had a couple offensive linemen ready to rock in front of him too. It's still like a four yard gain. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, I was thinking of you, bud. No, um, here's here's my thought: is that it's too bad. It's too bad this game wasn't last week. And they got where they get gashed, like the Cowboys gashed them. Because guess who just got signed by the Eagles? Who and yeah. do you think they yeah. maybe could be helping them a little, a little bit? I mean, especially if the the injuries are mounting up. I just wonder if they might come to regret that they didn't get some help on on the front. Yeah, could be. Could be Mike. Mike, thanks for coming on Vikings Vent Line. I would say uh, I don't know how much gas those guys have left in the tank. Sue, oh, especially, Sue. yeah. I would. I I thought he was going to go on a different path and say, if you're going to go, if you were going to go one and one in the Buffalo Dallas games, you'd rather flip flop them because you'd rather have the conference victory than the AFC. Oh victory. yeah, most definitely, especially now because you you've got what yeah. you you, be, you beat the Bills, you lost to the Cowboys, now you got the Patriots and Jets. So yeah, the the conference. But um, it's an interesting question. I, I mean. The thing about this is, even before Tomlinson got hurt, we have questioned and talked in depth about the quality of depth is probably the best term up front to stop the run. So unfortunately, what happened today, while hard to watch, is not exactly a complete shocker. Um, But, I mean, you just can't get, you can't give up that many yards. I I believe it was uh, Cowboys' second or third scoring drive. I think uh, Pollard had back-to-back runs of like 18 and 20 yards. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and you're at home. That, that's the type of thing where I see that and think, whoa, you got to do something there. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's keep the train moving here. Vikings vent line, a little therapy session. Carl, what's up, dude? Right, can you guys hear me right? Yeah, yeah we got you, Carl. Greetings from the University of St. Thomas. Um, I just wanted to say I, I got a few bullet points here, but there was, what, close to 70,000 people in that stadium this afternoon. I had quite a few friends at the game. Specifically, I feel bad for two people. Um, the Vikings were broadcasted with the Fox A team this year. They've seen the C, D, G, and maybe even the K team at some point. We finally got Jim Nance and Tony Romo today, and then we showed them that. And we've made mention to it several times. CBS, you from Washington, said that they actually switched it to the Bengals game. Probably the right decision, if we're being yes. honest. But yeah. um, I just feel so horrible for them that they had to sit through that. To be honest with you, only two things were able to save me from the Vikings game today sitting here from my couch. First thing was that in the fourth quarter, a fire alarm actually went off in my dormitory here. So we had to evacuate all 2,000 people that live in this building. 
and go outside <laughs> during the fourth quarter while Nick Mullins finally got put in. And um, secondly on that, the only other thing that saved me from this atrocious performance was the fact that I was watching it on a beautiful 55-inch TCL oh, TV. Oh, Look at oh, that oh, gorgeous. Oh, cool. oh yeah. right there. Yes. Nice. Yes, the official presenting sponsor, along with Surly of Vikings Vatline and Carl's Living Room. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you're probably too young to be... Uh, Sip it on a surly is my guess. Don't well, know if I can. Uh, don't know if he's I can. Not at liberty to say, Judd. Well, he is not at say, liberty to talk ju- about such things. Let's just say that while I didn't attend school there, I did have a lot of friends, and uh, and I figured since I'm not attending school here, I'll carry the beer in. As Carl, as Carl's uh, vent line attorney, uh, Carl is pleading the fifth. Carl, is there anything yeah. else you would like Lawyer. to say here on vent line? Chase is panicking. I am right also. Now. <laughs> I'm also an RA at this school, so I should definitely oh, not be making you any can't be drinking. Yeah, no what are you doing? Um, no fun. Secondly, but finally here, um, I just want to mention that we, we have so many things to be optimistic about still. At the beginning of the season, if you would have told us that we would have only lost twice in our first 10 games, I think we all would have taken that like yeah. at the very beginning. And second of all, I just think that how much worse would this have felt if we would have lost to Buffalo last week? And how much better could it feel if we beat the Patriots this Thursday? We can put this all behind us. And as far as today goes, it was just all downhill from the moment they put Johnny Sins on the big board at U.S. Bank Stadium. But <laughs> other than that, thank you guys for having me. And school Vikings. And Good Roll Thomas, the Pioneer League champions. Yeah. Right. Home of St. Thomas football. And they can't and even – so can we lift this ridiculous five-year – they can't, like, participate in the playoffs for five years – that's when dumb. you join Division One, they would they would roll through some of these teams, right. but they got to wait three more years. Anyhow, uh, who's next on Vikings Vent Line? Let's go to Tim next here on Vikings Vent Line. Hey Tim, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up, Tim? Hey, so look, I just got to say, everything's just going to be okay. All right, look, the Buccaneers, um, the year they won the Super Bowl, lost three to thirty-eight. That was the year they went and won the Super Bowl. Okay. And, you know, it's going to be really hard for the Vikings to not win this division. I mean, something bad. I mean, the, the, the wheels would have to fall off. And we got to remember, a lot of this team is from the old regime. So, you know, when we really won't know what the Vikings are in the next, really, next year or two or whatever. And more likely, the Vikings probably won't win the Super Bowl this year. But that's okay. But, you know what, for being 8-2... and two, and while, every, while we're chasing a Super Bowl, the rest of the division is chasing a first-round overall pick. So, you, you know, so I think everything's going to be okay. I love your guys' show. And um, go Vikings. It'll be all right. Hell yeah, Tim. See, look, Tim coming in here with some, some positivity. Oh, wait. Hold on. I think the sky's falling. <laughs> What's that? I feel like people are much more the eight. And, this is the thing. The 8-1 the and one start, if they were like six and three coming into this game and this happens. Yeah. I think it's legitimately panic time, but the, but the, the wins that you have stacked make this a little easier to swallow yeah. on its own. Let's see what happens against the Patriots. See what happens well, against the jets. And I think that this team does get a little bit of a cushion from the, the fan base because it's not a despicable group. Like if Zimmer was still here or it's the Parisi suitor teams, they'd become despicable, so people hated them. So they would start a game with without the, the benefit of the doubt, right? 
this this team I think is liked. Like it's been a likable group. It's been a likable team. It's been fun. So this could very well be a blip. Uh, now, to your point, Phil, if things continue to go south from here on out, that will change. But, yeah, I don't think that people are – I think there's a lot of disappointment about the performance today, but I don't think people are as quick to pounce on this team because they are definitely getting more the benefit of the doubt than the previous Vikings teams probably did. According to the Pioneer Press, Kirk Cousins at the podium said there were a number of factors involved in his career-high seven sacks, including uh, Vikings falling behind and needing to pass, and then he uh, he started to list those factors. He said Blake Brandle, Garrett Bradbury – Christian Derrissaw, uh, then he then he named Ezra Cleveland. He called them all out by name. I'm just kidding. He didn't do that. He would never do that. Look at you. He should though. He should attack those, those guys. He should say, you know, I don't normally do this, but um, Ezra Cleveland was a train wreck today, and I just think he deserves to be called out. <laughs> Where do you think Kirk O'Chains was today? It's possible Kirk O'Chains was was on a bye week. Do we know that Kirk yeah. O'Chains? He was nowhere near here. That his schedule lines up with the Vikings' schedule? Kyle Brandt might have taken him in that PT Cruiser hit that I saw that they did on an NFL uh, network this morning. I think he might, uh, might have taken Kirk O'Chains from us. He got stuck at the airport trying to get yeah. back for the game or something. Mm. You know? All right, back to the vent lines here. Let's go to uh, Jay next. Jay, what's up, dude? Hey, Jay. Hey, guys. What's going on? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, I, I'm from Baltimore. I've been traveling to Vikings games all year. I went to the Washington game. I went to the Miami game, Buffalo game. But today, I mean, I, I think this is all on coaching. I, you know, I watched the game, and we. I don't, I don't understand what it is with O'Connell with the lack of running the ball. I mean, even after we were down, I still would have committed to the run. The Cowboys are one of the worst teams in the league against the run, and we said let's drop back against one of the best pass rushing teams in the league every single down. Uh, with one of our well, two of our starting uh, offensive linemen out, so we didn't have any double back formations. We didn't run any quick slants. We didn't like it was just poor execution across the board. We shouldn't have been running long routes with our wide receivers in this game. And and although the, the defensive uh, side of the ball was uh, didn't execute, I really see this being on O'Connell with the play calling. He was not prepared to coach this game, um, and and I've seen that you know in other games as well. I mean, we just got lucky and won. But he has to execute better, and I, I don't want to hear him say it, in, you know, in the press after. Like, I want him to be prepared as a head coach to, to coach these games. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Do you think he uh, – I sense that because things went sideways so quickly that the game flow got away from him because he couldn't control it. And, and so – because you're right, like, they were passing too much – yeah. Uh, but I think he was, and look, he's a young coach. And again, we've talked about this a ton. He is a first-time play caller. Um, so, yes, I think when, when we talk about what will the Vikings learn from th- this game, I'm not talking about players entirely. I'm talking about coaching, too. This game seemed to, I, I think the fairest way to put it and how you get a 40 spot put on you is, my observation of its simplest is, this game seemed to get away from everyone employed by the team very quickly, and they didn't really have an answer for how, how to stop the bleeding, and the second half was just a complete debacle. You know, I, at first, so early on, before you jumped on, one of the early callers here on Ventline said something about why did, why did the Vikings choose to receive? They usually would defer so they can maybe have the ball for the duration of the middle eight, right? So they can maybe have the ball and run down the clock at the end of the first half and then get the ball right back. And I was like, I was, yeah, I, I, I didn't love that decision either when I saw that the Vikings won the coin toss and elected to receive 
Uh, and then, of course, like they just give it right to the Cowboys in scoring position. But now that I think about it, the Cowboys are one of the two or three best pressure defenses in the league. There were some questions about Derisaw's status. Is it possible to your game flow comment, Judd, that Kevin O'Connell said, getting out to a lead, if we can get out to like a 7 nothing or a 10 nothing lead, get the ball first, score, get a stop, or maybe hold them to a field goal, come back down, score, now you're up 14-3 to or something, and now you can lean on them with the run game. Now you can make them a little bit more one-dimensional. That He put more of a premium on that for this game in particular because of the Cowboys' pass rush and Micah Parsons. Um, and and they wind up giving the ball right to Dallas, and now all of a sudden right. they're down by double digits immediately, right? And it's like it was the worst possible game flow. They, I mean, Dalvin Cook averaged six and a half yards a carry on eleven carries, but at a certain point, when you're down by like twenty one points, right? You, I, I don't know, you know, you got to score quick because you're not when you're down by twenty points. It doesn't mean that you have to score three touchdowns. It means you probably have to score five touchdowns. Because they're not going to stop scoring, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why teams go to the passing game because it's not just the math of the current snapshot of the score. It's how many touchdowns will you need between now and the end of the game to win, and can you do that running the ball eight times on a drive? So I get why they abandoned it, but now I also get why they received to start the game. They wanted to take a 10 nothing lead and run the ball all day, and they and, obviously didn't. And in the, in the big picture of, of things... This didn't amount to a huge blow, but it did as far as the first half went, and that is the Hawkinson, the first Hawkinson, the drop in the end zone was absolutely enormous because that pass was a good pass. It's a tough play, but, I mean, yeah, okay, it's a tough play. Uh, but if he catches that ball, that then back to our point, the game flow is probably entirely different, at least for a prolonged period of time, right? Could have been. Yeah. And if it's different, now you've got control. I, cause I just I really felt like this game – this game went from zero to 60 as far as it's, oh, my God, what's going on here? Like, there was a time period where I'm like, okay, Kirk lost the ball. Not ideal, but, you know. And, and then they held the Cowboys to a field goal. And you're like, oh, that's pretty damn good because, if I'm not mistaken, they got the ball at the Minnesota 27. So then you're like, okay, that's fine. But when, when Hawkinson doesn't catch that ball and, and all of a sudden the Cowboys are putting on more pressure – like, you have to, and that's the thing we've discussed about this team continually, too, is there are offensively certain times where they have to capitalize and can't afford mistakes. Yeah. Yep, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to uh, Brent next. Brent, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, guys? What's I up, dude? I think that, uh, you know, we're sitting here at 8-2, and two, and I feel like Minnesota has yet to play good football. Yes, we took Buffalo down to the wire. We won the game, but... You know, all season long, we've yet to hit the peak, I feel like. And so we can sit here and complain about having, you know, just gotten beat like a drum, you know, for good cause. But I feel like when this team does finally flip that switch, they're going to be an incredible ball team. And it's at this point, it's got to be if they flip that switch, right? Because they um, have, not, know, they have talk, not flipped the switch. Sure. And we got on this little, you know, we're just sitting here at 8-1 and one or 8-2 and two now, and everyone's talking about the Super Bowl. But I feel like for this season, the Super Bowl was not the goal. The goal was to see what this coaching regime was going to do with this team and with this personnel. And I feel like I've seen a – or I think everyone agrees that the changes we've seen, especially with the offensive aggressiveness, has been incredible. Yeah, I think there's been – yes, some great stuff, Brent. Appreciate you coming Amen. on. Um, 
they haven't like at no point this season have they played a game where you said, yeah, the Vikings put it all together today, right? Even that Packers game to start the season, the first half was everything together, and then the offense disappeared in the second half. So we're yeah, we're ten games in, and they've yet to play a game where you would say, yep, that was pretty close to the complete package for the Vikings. The Cowboys played it today on their end. They did. They did. Now, I will say this, though. While the Cowboys played pretty much an outstanding game today, you know, you watch the rest of this league, though, and there are so few games where you're like, okay, that team clicking completely, right? So I, I, don't, I don't know how many perfect games there truly are. I mean, D- Dallas gets credit. They were great. But, like, when we talk about the perfect game, right, it's why I said it. it's, it's stuff like this. Hawkinson, if he catches that ball, it changes the game early. And now you might not get to where you're hemorrhaging yards. I don't know. But this league is so weird. And what makes it sort of fun is is the fact that you do have so many games where the flaws are enormous. And I think it's more now a sport of who can overcome their own flaws. Not like can you drill your opponent, which the Cowboys did, but who can overcome their shortcomings and flaws, not just in, in – a single game, but like for the Vikings now. Because Belichick and the Patriots, are, I mean, he's a great coach. They're going to come in, in here fully prepared to exploit what they see on film. Can the Vikings now counter? Not can they play the perfect game and, you know, can they score 40, but can they at least put together a game plan that's not going to allow the Patriots to exploit some of the same things, especially from a pressure standpoint, possibly as well, that the Cowboys did. Derek chimes in on YouTube and says, Declan is a flat earther, believe me. Yeah. I also saw someone named Eric commented that this loss is on Declan. So somewhere between this, um, I'm being now pinned for the loss. What, what did you, I did agree, you say actually. something? Yeah. Uh, or, well, I mean, I say a lot of dumb on? things on our show. But no, I, I didn't say anything, I think, specifically that would have uh, hexed this team to get I heard uh, Kevin O'Connell was trying to text Ed Donatel some advice, yeah. and he wound up sending 18 texts to Declan on accident. And, De- ah. and Declan didn't Declan respond to say, hey, you're, you're in time. So, so, so KOC thought he was giving some yeah. direction to add Donatel, but because Declan didn't respond, then. Donatel, mm. where are you? And then I asked That's Kevin if he could responding. delete all the messages, too. You know, hey, can you delete those so I don't send those, you know, to Mike McCarthy? Have you and told Dan her that Quinn? you actually then went, went on our show and read them out? No, I didn't. What are you talking about? That didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. My God. <laughs> I would have I would have said uh, I will happily delete these texts if you never complain about my dog ever again. Yep. How's just that for a deal? Just send a video back, uh, honey. Vinny barking. <laughs> you know what? Lifetime lifetime supply of surly. These texts never get read or or um, they're all deleted automatically. Lifetime yeah. supply. A lot of you could. There's a lot of things you could probably negotiate here. Uh, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. All right, let's go to Josh next. Josh, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, man? Happy to be on the show. Hey, um, so, the first thing I wanted to mention was uh, was to Judd. So, I live in uh, I live in uh, La Quinta, California. Um, I went to a toilet wine out here. I looked for Surly, put in an order. For some reason, I cannot get it. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, but I couldn't get it. So, if you can get somebody to send out some Surleys over to Total Wine in La Quinta, California, that would be amazing because I love IPAs and I'd love to try them. Talk to our friend Dave, and I will see if it's possible. Okay, sounds La Quinta, good. California. Um, and about the game, I mean, you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, from the start, as soon as as soon as Kirk Cousins got that strip sack, you know, it's like I mean, I, I feel like maybe I have a little bit of PTSD from from past, you know, the last two seasons. It's just like when a game starts that way, I immediately go to my pessimistic side of myself, and I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be a long game. 
But, you know, with the, with the way the Vikings have been winning this year, I was like, you know what, I'm not worried about it. They're going to come back. It's going to be a good game. This might be another comeback win for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, this and that. Defense is going to make a big stop, maybe a nice turnover or whatever. Um, but, man, what a long game. Um, you know, I, 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 I really don't even have a lot of words for it. It just, it just was an ugly game from start to finish. Um, and, you know, and, and not to help, I had a, my brother-in-law was in town. He's an Eagles fan. Uh, so me and, you know, me and him talk trash back and forth, especially after that 38 to seven loss in the NFC championship last year. So we're always talking trash to each other. Um, and I, I just, I, I really, I, even at halftime, I even, re- I really thought that the Vikings were going to turn around and maybe we're going to have at least a chance to win this and that. And just, it was just, it was just a bad game, man. I mean, and, and Judd, like you said earlier, I mean, you know, with the, the camaraderie that this team has, you know, everybody's getting along really well. Like I just, I feel really confident with this team. And honestly, even with this loss, I'm really not worried about it. I mean, it's like, again, if this was last year and we had this big of a loss, I would have been very worried about it. But with the way that this team is, I mean, it's a bad loss. It is. I mean, it's an ugly loss. It's a very ugly loss. I mean, we didn't play well on offense or defense, special teams. Everything was bad. I mean, Ryan Wright had a bad punt. I mean, honestly, from top to bottom, it was just a bad game. But I'm not too worried about it. I'm very confident with this team. I mean, it's a bad loss again, like I said, but. I really feel when we get into the playoffs, I think it's, this team is really going to lock it down. Um, I, th- I think that they're going to make a deep playoff run. Are they going to win the Super Bowl? That I don't know. But, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, they, they definitely can. Um, and like I said, I mean, they, they've won. They were what? Before before this game tonight, they were what? Uh, was it 7-0? and And games are by one possession? 7-0? Mm-hmm. So, they got, they, so they're, they're still undefeated in close yeah. games. See? Right. One right. Yeah, exactly. Hell yeah, Judd. So, get and, the flag. And, and again, Let's go. And, 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 Still undefeated in close games. <laughs> hey, and again, and again, it's just, it's just, you know, because I mean, and you know, everybody, everybody wanted to give us crap for winning games by one possession, but you know, when it comes to the playoffs, that's how games are won. You don't, you don't win games in the playoffs by ten plus points, fourteen plus points. You win games by game-winning field goals or, or, you know, turnovers that they consider lucky. You know, but I mean, they're not. It's not. It's you know, it's just that's that's how playoffs are won. I mean, you look at the 49ers. I mean, they're not. They didn't. They didn't get lucky in the playoffs. They just. They have teams that can come down, and when they need, when their defense needs to get a turnover, they get a turnover. When their offense needs to score, they score. And I feel like that's how the Vikings are this year. And again, like I said, this loss today was very ugly. And I and I despise the Cowboys. I do not like the Cowboys. I hate losing to the Cowboys. I mean, and I actually felt very confident going into this game. And I'm, I don't want to take up too much time because I'm sure you guys have a lot more people, but. Uh, you know, losing we lost to the Cowboys last year to Cooper Rush. The year before that, we lost to Andy Dalton, and um, I, I I don't know if we ever I don't know if we ever beat Dak, but I mean I was I was confident playing Dak just because I was like we lost all the backups. If we're playing Dak, I think we're going to be okay. Um, unfortunately, that was not the case. Clearly, we lost by what was it? We lost by thirty seven points. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, yeah. And well, I mean, we do have and we do have to get to some others. Josh, thank you for coming on. Da- I feel like Dak's job was. Pretty easy today. Hand the ball off oh, yeah. forty times and throw short passes to Tony Pollard. Tony oh, Pollard, by the way, what a day! And Every that day. deep and that deep pass to him where poor where Hicks ended up on Pollard. Yeah, my dude. God, was that a mismatch? Yeah, that's and that's uh, not Hicks's fault, but my. Not, not every team has a guy like Tony Pollard they can nope. deploy on linebackers on pass routes like that. Yep. So it's, I don't think that's something you can just like blueprint against the Vikings every week. You have to have the personnel to do it. But yeah, uh, the 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 two old linebackers are going to have a hard time covering nimble running backs on on days like that. So uh, 
We got some more here, Declan. Yeah, we, have couple, we have a couple more. Let's go to uh, Dustin next year on Vikings Bentline. What's up, Dustin? Hey, what's up, guys? Hopefully we have a better day within uh, about 24 hours here. But um, <laughs> I, I'm from Wisconsin, Vikings fan from Wisconsin. I have in my bio that I'm the number one fan here. So um, got a couple notes here. Um, obviously, I think we lost momentum ever since that uh, Cousins strip sack uh, first drive of the game. Um, obviously our O-line did not play very good either. Um, Darisaw being out did not help. Ed Ingram with his struggles this whole year also did not help. It seemed like O'Neal had a bad game. Just everybody on that front five had an awful game. Um, hopefully Darisaw is okay, uh, for Thursday. Um, he's not going to play, said Phil. Yeah, he's, he's, it sounds like Kevin O'Connell told the media that Darisaw likely won't play on Thursday. And I think that's a smart move anyway. Um, two concussions within, you know, a week, that's it's not a good look. Um, I, you know, Vikings being strapped on cap too, I don't see why we couldn't have signed Linval for a cheap, you know, prove-it deal either. Um, obviously, Eagles got both Sue and Linval. Could have helped our run game a little bit. Um, not that it mattered 40-3, to three, but um, I think it'll be tough to get the one seed now. Uh, from the Eagles, uh, I think we're two or three games back now. I don't see them losing another game. So, um, yeah, I think that's really all I have for today. So Awesome, man. Thank Dustin, you keep your on. head up. Appreciate you coming on. Nice hat. I like the hat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, we can keep it rolling here on Vikings Vent Line. Yeah, let's let's get to Brandon here to wrap us up, I believe. What's, uh, what's up, Brandon? How are you? What's up, fellas? How are y'all? Good, hey, Brandon. I'm a Texas Viking fan, so all my Cowboy fans are letting me have it right now. Oh, stay strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have a quick vent. At what point does Chris Reed not come in? At, at what point? I mean, he's Eddie, been, he's, he's been deactivated. He was deactivated again. To, has he been active he at all? Do we know that he really? No, he has not been. I, I don't know. It's just like at what point? It, I, there's not one game I've seen of Eddie Ingram. I'm like, he is so good. He's great. He's done a solid job. Like it, yeah. it's just terrible. That's all I really have. No, it's it's it, he PFF has not been gra- good. The PFF grades are going to be very interesting. Oh, brutal! Can't wait for Judd to guess the PFF grades this week. It's going to be. I mean, the it's offensive going to be epic. I mean, the offensive line across the board is going to. Well, you know what we usually do is we usually have you guess the three best performers on so offense and defense, which will be even worst? harder. Who is he? No, I think it'll be hilarious to no, see you try and pinpoint the best. the best. Yeah. Don't try now. Don't you do get, now. No, I'm just get some time to think about it. No, I'm it. trying to think of who even had a good game. Yeah, think about okay. it. I mean, Dalvin. Who, who had a good. So Dalvin had a good game. Dalvin's going to qualify as a good game, although they only ran the ball 17 times total. Jefferson caught three passes today. Hoxton was targeted a ton, but he I didn't mean, have missed calls and yeah, missed plays, penalties against him. He was terrible. He almost had a nice deep catch, but he was out of bounds. He got pushed out yeah, of bounds. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, and the drop touchdown is going to really hurt him. Uh, yeah, it's going to ding him for sure. Yeah, so you can, you can think on that. Oh, I'm going to give a lot of thought. KJ Osborne? I don't know. Maybe. Your you chef could... for tomorrow's pie chart of, of oh. lame oh, are you is cooking sharpening it up? knives. Are you cooking it up? Oh. This is one of those. You know what this is? Gift therapeutic pie chart. This is a pie, a Vikings pie chart full of botulism. That's what this is going to be. Botulism? Yeah, it's going to make us all sick. It's a, it's a, it's a. Lactatives uh, in this pie? No, no, it's like a poison. It's not a poison. It's, it's, it's a. uh, When you you get sick, 
botulism. I have no, I have no clue. But when you get botulism. sick, it can be caused by things like botulism. It's a rare but serious illness caused by a toxin that attacks the body's yes, nerves. Yes, this is botulism. <laughs> this is what Aaron Rodgers took. This pie is going to make you. I mean, look at him now. I don't want to end up like him. No, no, no. He does that on purpose. He it can be get... fatal and requires emergency yes. medical care. I can safely say that I would rather gamble on botulism than watch that game again today from a wow. Vikings perspective. <laughs> Jesus. And at first, at first, I was like, I texted you guys when CBS cut the feed because I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go back over to my NFL Game Pass or whatever it's called. And, and that game's if they have a game airing in a market because the Seahawks have a bye and it's the national game of the week. They black it out on the NFL's Game Pass or whatever it's called. Oh. And I was like, temporarily, for about 30 seconds, I was like, oh, my, there's like another 45 minutes left in this game. How, how, what am I going to do? Oh, it doesn't matter. You're so fortunate. <laughs> this is actually a blessing. I don't have to watch this. And so I sat there fairly mesmerized by the uh, the other two football games that were happening. The Bengals and Steelers was a great contest for those of you who were gifted that game by CBS today. The shame of the, this whole thing, though, is I was re- I was driving down here today, really looking forward to this game. So were the Cowboys, were. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I was really looking forward to this game, and that's what I got. Uh, well, the the good news is you get to play another game in just a few days. Here, mm-hmm. that could also be the bad news because it's Bill Belichick on a short week versus rookie coach Kevin O'Connell on a short week. Probably advantage Patriots, but. Um, it's another home game. Vikings offense probably won't look that bad again. So we'll see. But you know we'll the be... best thing? Thanksgiving night, vent line. Oh, I love we, it. I can't wait. People just take pa- breaks. passed out on their we couches. we don't take breaks. You know what? It's a holiday for you. Not for us. We come to play. Correct. We will give you Vikings vent line on Thanksgiving. It'll be, uh, it'll be either therapeutic or it'll be a celebration of the Vikings getting back on track. Um, also, for those of you who are hanging out with us here as we wind down Ventline, uh, I want to mention this one more time. We've been raising money throughout the last week for uh, the Patrick Schoonover Heart Foundation. So we've raised over $3,000 so far. Our goal was to just raise 1000 So thank you all. If, if you've donated $5 or $50, we appreciate it. But uh, eight years ago this last week, Patrick Schoonover, a high school hockey player in Minnesota, uh, suffered just an unspeakable tragedy, his family. Uh, he passed away on the ice from a rare heart defect. And so the Schoonover family now in the last eight years has has attempted to raise money successfully to help identify heart defects in kids 14 to 24. And so uh, if you go to givemn.org slash score for Patrick, that's S-K-O-R for Patrick, givemn.org slash score for Patrick. Uh, if you got 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, we're, uh, we're, we're raising money for this great cause, and we would appreciate it if you felt strongly about the cause as well, if you could give a little bit during this time of giving. So anyhow, uh, Judd, you got to pack things up from the press box. Declan's going to be posting this bad boy for anyone that wants to masochistically listen on demand to us uh, counting down the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Any final words from you guys before we do a full autopsy on tomorrow's Purple Daily? No, I got nothing else. I just spilled I, it all. A couple vent lines, a couple hottest takes. We got all that in the next five days, dude. On top of what is one of my favorite holidays in Thanksgiving. I do. So let's, Thanksgiving. let's get after it. Let's, let's good Thanksgiving. Get it.
Um, all right, this therapy session is temporarily closed. We'll come back with some more reaction tomorrow on Purple Daily and Maggie and Judd. This is the most fan-friendly, interactive, and on days like today, therapeutic show in all of Minnesota sports, Vikings Ventline on the Purple Daily YouTube channel.